Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Appreciate you joining me this afternoon right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Myself and Lawton Swan, we will get you home this afternoon. I will give you facts, of course, sprinkled with opinion. Lawton Swan will join you for Clemson Sports Talk this afternoon. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Love to listen to some Swanee, man. Swanee's got some interesting ways of looking at things. It's kind of crazy. I've got great stuff for you today. The NBA Finals are tonight, so I will get into that. I know that people are like, you know what, I really don't like these finals because of, uh, you know, the way that they match up. It's the fourth straight time, Golden State and Cleveland are playing each other. And I can get where there's like a, uh, you know, you may be tired of that. It's like if you have, like, filet mignon all the time, you get tired of having filet mignon all the time. I can understand that, but I'll give you some more thoughts on the finals in just a little bit. We're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick and his lawyer says, this is the headline I'm going to read to you. Colin Kaepernick's lawyer says, collusion case against NFL about to take, quote, dramatic turn. Wait, what? craziness we're also going to go over the ncaa tournament i have got my regional brackets picked i'm going to give you my information on uh where i think each team's going to go i have challenged lawton swan of clumps and sports to a uh i'm calling it the omaha steak off here so loser buys the winner a steak you know because you go to omaha you get a steak that's what happens I'll give you some more notes on the NCAA today because I've got great stuff there. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the stuff going on with Brian Bowen, who is now, I mean, he never really suited up for the Gamecocks, but was a former Gamecock, I guess? Eh, I don't know. I'm going to start with uh, the coaches today, though, both Monty Lee and... Uh, Mark Kingston both met with the media today, and we will start with uh, with Kingston, and he talked a little bit about his his pitching staff today, and the way he is going to use his hurlers as they get set up for their matchup with, of course, Ohio State tomorrow afternoon. Here's Coach Kingston today at practice. Well, in, in this setting, you have to win the first two games to have your best chance to win. So uh, Adam and Cody, I think at this point over the last uh, month of the season, have been our top two guys. They're our veterans. Uh, to me, it was a very easy decision. 
Well, we're going to go in this tournament as far as Adam, Cody, and the rest of the starters can take us. So uh, it's, a, it's a natural decision to give uh, Adam the ball um, and then hope you win that game. If you do, then, you know, probably Cody will be ready for that next game. All right, and then he talked about um, the stuff with Adam Hill. If Adam Hill is on, he just mows through a lineup. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I've watched Adam Hill pitch in person three times this year. And when he goes out there and he is on, he is a tough pitcher to hit. And, of course, Coach Kingston talked about how Hill can be effective. Is he commanding the strike zone? At the end of the day, it's it's all about that because the stuff is always basically the same, but is he commanding the strike zone? Is he getting ahead of hitters? When he does that, he's tough to face. When he falls behind and he has to throw the fastball right down the middle, just like any pitcher, that's when he becomes hittable. So Coach Kingston going to go with Adam Hill tomorrow afternoon against Ohio State. You know, and, and as he said, winning those first two games, if you do that, I mean, then everybody's chasing you. So, you know, I I like the idea of I I kind of like the idea of throwing your Friday starter, and I think that's kind of the way that most teams go. But it all depends on matchups as well. But you've got to win that first game, in my opinion. You got to be a winner on Friday if you expect to be moving on on Sunday. You can drop a game on Saturday and move your way back up. But, I mean, it is a lot harder, in my opinion. So, uh, anyway, that's that's who he's going to go with is Adam Hill. Of course, they match up with Ohio State tomorrow afternoon up in Greenville. Should be an interesting game. Ohio State throwing a left-handed pitcher. Gamecocks have had some issues with left-handers throughout the season. But this is a Big Ten pitcher. Has had some issues with some walks at some point. But, you know, you never know until you get out there and see how things are going to go. So that matchup tomorrow in the Greenville Regional for the Gamecocks. When we go on the air tomorrow, that game should be uh, midway through, something like that. So you can uh, check that out uh, tomorrow, obviously. And then, you know, listen to me in the background. That's what I would do. All right, so, of course, Clemson plays tomorrow night. Clemson gets Moorhead State, and Clemson is going to go with Brooks Crawford on the mound. Coach Lee talked about his decision to send Crawford on the mound against the team from the Ohio Valley Conference. You know, it's a, it's a tough decision anytime uh, you're going into regional play as far as trying to figure out, um, you know, what's, what's the right way to go about setting up a rotation. Uh, but we felt like Brooks gave us the best matchup uh, we also felt like, uh, just from a rest standpoint, that he was the most ready uh, to start. Uh, so it, it was a combination of the matchup against Moorhead State, along with adequate rest uh, coming off the ACC tournament. Uh, we felt like Brooks was uh, the right matchup to go with. So Brooks will get the ball on Friday when they play Moorhead State. He did not get the win over Miami in the ACC tournament last week. He allowed just one run and three hits in five innings of work. That is pretty impressive. He pitched three and a third scoreless innings against Vanderbilt in the Clemson Regional last year. That was his longest outing of the season after he came back from uh, dealing with mono. So he has pitched in a regional before, but the ball goes in his hands tomorrow night. And if you're a Tigers fan, that's the guy, in my opinion. Um, You want him to go out and have a good start. 
and hopefully shut the door a little bit on this Moorhead State offense, which is really good. Those guys can swing the bats. You don't get to this point in the season where you're at if you're not a decent baseball team. None of these teams over here are pushovers. Now, it would be shocking if a team like, uh, I don't know, uh, Columbia from the Ivy League or LIU Brooklyn, something like that, ended up winning their regional. But, I mean, let's be honest. To get this far, you've had to win some games. You've had to either win a championship or get an at-large bid, which means that you definitely belong here. So that is something that a lot of people may say, oh, they're a four seed. Yeah, well, you could be a four seed and, and cause some problems. UNC Wilmington tomorrow night, I'm telling you, take them seriously. Because if you're an East Carolina fan listening to the show, shout out to the Pirates. But this UNC Wilmington team is no joke. They have a couple of wins over North Carolina. They also uh, beat Coastal Carolina this season. So it's not like that is an easy-in, easy-out game in the Greenville Regional for uh, East Carolina. And, of course, the Ohio State matchup will be tough. The Moorhead State matchup will be tough. Let's let's put this into perspective. Clemson played Ohio, oh, excuse me, um, Austin P, and they dropped one of the three games in that series to the Governors. Yeah, I know they're the Governors. I lived in I lived up there in Murray, Kentucky, when I was a kid, so I kind of followed all the Ohio Valley Conference schools, which is kind of funny. We used to go to a place called Polly Eyes Pizza, which is closed now up there in Murray. But the funny thing about that was Coach Houston Nutt. Remember Houston Nutt? Coached at Arkansas. You know, ran into problems, etc. He was the coach at Murray State. And I remember thinking as a kid that he was the absolute best coach ever. You know, he would walk into Polly Oz and I'm like, wow, it's Coach Nutt. Then later on in life, I'm like, wow, it's Coach Nutt. Great. <laughs> It's amazing how things can be built up to you really quick there. But speaking of uh, with the Ohio Valley Conference teams there, Clemson's already dropped a game to Austin P. Austin P. finished like third in the conference. Of course, Moorhead State won the conference. So Tennessee Tech is a, is a good team that's up there as well. But you got to look at it from this perspective. You can't go in thinking that you're just going to roll over somebody because that's just not going to happen. Now, the Clemson team, in my, in my opinion, is kind of a team in transition. I think most Clemson fans are happy with Monty Lee. I think he's done a great job up there. The team seems like they're on the cusp of uh, being, getting back to a point where they're going to you know, maybe contend for a national title. It's not that far-fetched. But I think the next step this year is getting over that hump of getting out of your regional. You know, and with that, Coach Lee talked a little bit this morning about taking that next step. And if is that something that is expected with the Clemson fan base? I mean, I think there's always a sense of urgency, and we always have had high expectations at Clemson. Um, I don't think that's changed. I don't know if I would say the the sense of urgency is is any different necessarily this year than in than in other years and with other teams. I think that this team this year uh, is the most prepared uh, and the most ready to handle it. Uh, that that would be you know probably 
my feelings towards towards that is this group of players um, has been here now. A number of them have played. They played on last year's team. Uh, a lot of them played on uh, the 2016 team uh, that hosted a regional. So there's been a lot of ups and there's been some downs with this group. But I think they're uh, mature enough and have the experience uh, to be able to handle it and are ready to go and very confident uh, that we can play our best baseball this weekend and that we can win this regional. If they want to do that, they got to get started with Moorhead State. That game uh, kicks off first pitch. I don't know why I say kickoff. I'm stuck in football land. Not going to lie about it. Looking forward to football season. It's going to be great here with, uh, with Lawton Swan and I doing some shows over here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We're going to have a good time with football season, I'll tell you that. But before we get there, we've got college baseball, and it starts tomorrow and it's funny because I'm just going to cut off. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hold myself up and just watch regional games tomorrow. It's going to be funny to try to get out and, uh, you know, actually have to come in and actually do some work. Yeah, I'll be watching games. Raise your hand if you're going to be watching regionals tomorrow at your job. Yep, I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm going to call it, quote, research. Research for the show. That's what it is. Well, why are you watching the Corvallis Regional? Because uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be watching the regionals tomorrow. I can't help it. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow with several different matchups. I'm going to give you some uh, interesting tidbits on each regional, but real quick here, I'm going to go over who I think is going to win their regionals starting tomorrow. I've got Florida winning the Gainesville Regional. I think Florida Atlantic is going to finish as the runner-up there. Um, I, I just I think the Gators are one of the most complete teams in college baseball. And to be honest, I think that um, I think they kind of laxed off a little bit because they know how good they are. I mean, just just an amazing team up down there in Gainesville. In the Raleigh Regional, I am taking. Auburn to win that over NC State. I think NC State has kind of tapered off a little bit, so give me Auburn to win that regional. Moving on to face Florida in the Super Regional. The Lubbock-Texas Regional, I think that uh, Louisville as the two-seed will win that regional over Texas Tech. Louisville's been playing very good baseball here lately, and the Cardinals, I think, uh, will take home that regional. Then we go down to the Athens Regional. And, you know, Georgia has played great all season, but I'm telling you, I think that Duke 
with Jeff Conine's son, man, Mr. Marlin's son down there, and and then the great pitching staff at Duke has. I think they're going to advance out of that regional. Georgia will be your runner-up. The Fayetteville Regional, Arkansas, is just a great baseball team. Uh, very, very well-rounded. They can pitch. They can hit. They can do it all. I think they're going to cruise through that regional. And then you've got the Greenville Regional. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, with the Greenville Regional... And I've caught a lot of grief from some Gamecock fans about this. The Gamecocks are a team that can go in and they can they can win the they can win their way straight to Omaha without losing a game. I mean, they have that kind of talent on that team. I just don't know if they're the quite the right mix yet. I think East Carolina is a good team with a solid rotation, with a good bullpen. And I think that's going to be too much for the Gamecocks as East Carolina will get the win there and uh, they will move on. In the Austin Regional, you've got Texas, Texas Southern, Texas A&M, and Indiana. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. It's like, yeah, we're going to travel across the state. Well, no, we're going to make Indiana travel across the country. Yeah, I, I, I don't get that. But if you look at it from, uh, from the outside looking in, I think that it's really hard for me to pick against Texas A&M because they have so much pitching. But I have taken Texas in that regional, and I think that they will move on, and, uh, and they're going to move on and advance in their regional. So that's uh, one side of the bracket. Let's see if I can get the other side just advancing out here. Stanford, in the Stanford Regional, I think they're going to win. Cal State Fullerton is everybody's, like, sweetheart pick. I don't, I don't see it. In the Coastal Regional, give me the Chanticleers. Coastal Carolina is going to get the job done, and uh, they're going to take care of that regional. Connecticut has run their mouths a lot, but Coastal is going to win that regional. In the Clemson Regional, give me the Tigers. I think the Tigers have... I think they paid their dues, and I think that they're one of the more solid teams in baseball. They're not Arkansas or Florida solid, but they're right underneath them. So Clemson will uh, match up with Moorhead State, of course, tomorrow. St. John's and Vanderbilt. This isn't the same Vanderbilt team that played at Clemson last year. This is a much younger team. In my opinion, they're not as seasoned, and I think the Tigers are going to have too much offense Logan Davidson is just great there as the shortstop leading off. You you have to pitch around Seth Beer, and it just it's going to end up biting teams in the butt. I think Clemson has too much, and they're going to win that regional. The Tallahassee regional, you know what? Florida State is just Florida State, man. They they do their thing down there at Florida State. I think Clemson will advance with them, and then Florida, play Florida State in the super regional. Florida State has just been interesting all season. You know, they, they really, really have. Uh, the Chapel Hill Regional, North Carolina, North Carolina A&T, Houston, and Purdue. Give me Chapel. Uh, give me North Carolina. I think North Carolina will get the win there. They just have a lot of talent. The Dalen Regional, Stetson, they are the one seed. Oklahoma State is interesting in that regional, but I am taking Stetson. In Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Regional, uh, I'm going just straight chalk here with Minnesota and, and UCLA uh, finishing second. And then in Corvallis, everybody loves LSU. 
I think Oregon State's going to take that regional. So I'll give you my super regional picks. We're going to come back in just a moment. I've also got some interesting notes on each regional, some players you should watch. We'll get into that and a lot more. Of course, this is The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. I will be here with you until 4 o'clock. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports, the czar of Clemson Sports, will join us uh, then. And, of course, he will take you for the rest of your ride home. This is The Rundown. I'll be right back. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. You know what? I'm going to get into some more college baseball in just a little bit. The NCAA regionals start tomorrow. But I've got some folks uh, watching the show on Facebook Live. You can do that as well. I've also got some cool stuff up on uh, the website at foxsportsradio1400.com. Check out my blog page there. This afternoon, I've got uh, a couple of interesting things you can uh, check out there and uh, make your life a little more gooder on the Internet. All right, so I gave you my bracket predictions there for the NCAA uh, regionals. Here's my super regional picks. I've got Florida winning over Auburn, Louisville over Duke, Arkansas over East Carolina, Stanford over Coastal Carolina, Clemson winning over Florida State, North Carolina over Stetson, Minnesota, excuse me, Oregon State winning over Minnesota, and Ole Miss making their way to the College World Series. I think Florida's going to win it all. I think they're just going to flip the switch, and they are really good. I think Arkansas is going to be interesting on that half of the bracket. I like North Carolina on the other side, and I think that they will give Florida a run, but I don't think they quite have enough, and the Gators are just loaded. So looking forward to that tomorrow getting underway. And, yes, I will be watching games on my iPhone and my computer and everything else tomorrow afternoon. I'm not ashamed to admit that. All right, what I'll be watching tonight, though, is the NBA Finals. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are, man, I don't, I don't want to watch the Warriors and, and Cleveland again. Why, why do I want to watch that again? Well, because they're the two best teams. That's who's supposed to be in the finals. You know, if it's just about who you want or who I want, my Phoenix Suns should be in the finals. Why aren't they playing in the finals? Saying that you want to see somebody else is just as ludicrous as that. These are the two best teams uh, from their conference. So, of course, they're going to match up. Now, I've seen several different observations saying Golden State in four, Golden State in five. I don't think I've seen anybody pick Cleveland to win this series at all. So in that, in that idea, it's like, yeah, why, why even bother showing up? And I'll tell you, one of the main reasons that I think it's going to be interesting, and I'm going to catch a lot of grief from several folks, including my buddy Rich, who's watching online today. He is a, he's the head of the LeBron Haters Club. Lots of people hate LeBron James, but I respect who he is. I mean, he is a good player. But here's the interesting thing, though. 
I think he's the best player in the NBA, and he's going out there with the mentality of, you know what, I really don't have anybody on my team that's kind of worthwhile. I mean, I guess I can give you Kevin Love, who's coming back tonight from concussion protocol. But, I mean, who else has LeBron got? I mean, that team is seriously lacking, and he drugged this team to the finals and beat some good teams. Toronto is a good team. If they matched up with anybody but LeBron, they would have won that series. Indiana was a good team. And let's not forget the the Boston Celtics, who, in my opinion, have the best coach in the NBA with Brad Stevens. You know he's a great coach when the other coaches don't vote for him. That's like, man, we hate this guy. Yeah, because he may do things differently than you do, but he still gets results. He took Isaiah Thomas and made Isaiah Thomas a player that could ask for, like, a max contract, even though he's shorter than I am. And it's not knocking short people because I'm a short guy. But I'm just saying, he gets the absolute most out of his players. LeBron beat that team, too. Took him seven games to do it, but he did beat that team. And he beat them without Kevin Love. Won the last two without Kevin Love, including one at Boston. Game seven in Boston. So... LeBron James deserves to be there. And then, of course, the Warriors are just, the word I use is just stupid. It's, I don't know how you guard the Warriors. Now, they're not going to have Andre Iguodala tonight. Iguodala has issues with a knee. I would be on the train of Golden State would win in four or five if Iguodala was playing. But... Iguodala is such a great, a great, great player as far as he's so underrated with what he can do for the Warriors. Because when you think about the Warriors, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You think about Steph Curry, and you think about Clay Thompson, and you think about Draymond Green, and you think about Kevin Durant, but... If you ask me, the, the straw that stirs the Warriors is Andre Iguodala. That, and he would be the one checking LeBron James. Not that you can actually check LeBron James, but he's going to be the one that would be assigned to do it. And I think he is completely underrated in as the kind of player that he is. That, and he's, he's kind of like a quarterback out there. When the Warriors are at full force and they've got those five on the floor, 
it's kind of interesting because Draymond Green will call basically the defensive plays, but then Iguodala is sort of the quarterback for the offense. And it makes Steve Kerr look like he's a lot better coach than he actually is. Not that I'm knocking Steve Kerr. Don't get don't get silly there. I think Steve Kerr is a good coach. But I'm just saying, when you have that many players, you look really good when Kevin Durant can take the ball with three seconds left and at 6'10", just shoot over people and shoot a three. I mean, that's what happens. So... I do think that Golden State will win, but I think LeBron James is going to get two games. He's going out there with a the mentality of, I don't have any pressure on me. There's nothing on me. I think he should take J.R. Smith and slap him a little bit. I mean, I would slap J.R. Smith every other possession. When we called timeout, I'd walk over and just slap him in the face to remind him, don't be a dummy. Because he'll forget. I mean, he's shown that. He has the potential to go out there and shoot some balls, and do some things that can really help his team. But he does dumb things. He gets out of position on defense. So I would, if I were a coach, I would have somebody on the team, maybe Kendrick Perkins. That could be your job. It's not like you're playing. You're getting a a contract. Your job is to grab J.R. Smith every time out and just slap him in the face. I'm talking like pimp slap. Like from, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah, like that. You need to pimp slap J.R. Smith every single time out and remind him, this is not the time to be stupid. Now, if that happens and Kevin Love plays and has a good series, like, I love everybody who talks about LeBron doesn't have anybody on that team, but the team is lacking stars, but Kevin Love is a great player. He's a walking double-double who can shoot threes. And when he's on, he can be completely on. So I do think that uh, people forget about that. I don't know how how effective he's going to be with having to uh, come back from the concussion stuff. But we'll find out tonight. I do think the Warriors will win, but I think the Warriors will win in six games. I don't think Cleveland is going to win a game in Oakland. Uh, but I do think Cleveland will take a couple at home. And that'll be an interesting series. And will will the uh, will the Warriors kind of clump up a little bit if that series is tied at two after four games? Because LeBron James can get it that way, especially if Kevin Love is on point and J.R. Smith isn't stupid. I don't even know if I'd play J.R. Smith. I would tell Kyle Korver, who I really like a lot, yeah, we're going to play you instead of him. Of course, Kyle Korver's dealing with losing his brother earlier this year, and I don't know where his head is completely. But just from my perspective, if I I would I would not start J.R. Smith because when I watch him play, I'm like, ugh. And you know Draymond Green is going to get in his ear. Draymond Green has the stupid switch, and he can turn the stupid switch on. That can happen. I mean, it really can. So... I'm going to watch the finals tonight. If you have your predictions on the finals, if you think that I'm out of my mind thinking Cleveland will win two games, give me a call, 803-978-1832. Would love to hear your calls on that. 803-978-1832. We're going to talk about some uh, NFL stuff. I'm also going to address the Brian Bowen situation 
We'll get into that and a lot more. You're listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back into The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I appreciate the folks who tweet at me throughout the day. Sometimes it's hateful tweets. Like all of the LeBron haters. They'll be tweeting at me later about, LeBron can't take them to two games in the final. Uh, yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah, he can. I'm not saying that he can win it, but I'm saying he can get two games. He can go out and drop 60 points and have 10 assists. He can do that. If you don't believe that, you haven't watched much basketball. All right, so I've got some stuff I've got to get into, but first I want to tell you about getting your own pool table. You can have a pool table in your own house. Yes, you can. All you've got to do is go to Carolina Pool Tables Plus. They're on Two Notch Road. You don't have to check them out on the Internet. In fact, don't buy a pool table on the Internet. Why would you do that? It's something that's like a massive furniture piece in your house. You know, why would you, why would you look at a pool table on the Internet? Don't do that. Go to Carolina Pool Tables Plus. They've been in Columbia over a decade. They offer the largest selection of true solid maple and oak pool tables in the Carolinas. It's not mahogany or veneers or fake stuff. Stuff that may warp. No, none of that. Carolina Pool Tables Plus, right there on Two Notch Road, 5717 Two Notch Road, open seven days a week. Stop by their showroom today or give them a call at 803-799-5305. Experience the difference at Carolina Pool Tables Plus. Speaking of which, man, go over there and get uh, some new pool cues. They got pool cues, all kind of stuff. All right, I'm getting off track here. So the NCAA informed the University of South Carolina yesterday that Brian Bowen would be ineligible, would be ineligible for the upcoming basketball season. Now, from the if you can sit here and say, okay, well, there's a lot of baggage with the young man, etc. Coach Martin was taking a, a chance on him. I look at it from this perspective, though. If the FBI cleared the young man and he's done what he's supposed to do, the wording in this doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Saying, at a minimum, he'll be ineligible for the upcoming season. What is that? How long does it take to do an investigation on somebody? especially after the the FBI has done the majority of it for you. Doesn't make any sense. Now, if you're not a Gamecock fan and you're looking at this, well, well, doesn't affect me. Well, yeah, it could because you all play under the NCAA. This could happen with a kid that wants to come to your school. Now, I think that Bowen was sincere about wanting to play at the University of South Carolina. He went to class, did what he was supposed to do. Coach Martin said that he came to team meetings, acted like he was a player, etc. So it wasn't like he was just, you know, just kind of hanging out, doing nothing. He was really trying to do his thing there at South Carolina. And it comes out, yeah, that's not happening. So he decided, yes, he's going to turn pro, and he's going to head into the NBA draft. Now, he is not projected to actually make uh, be picked in the draft, but according to SI.com today, 
They say Bowen was essentially forced to enter the draft after receiving no assurances from the NCAA that he'd be eligible to play this season following his involvement in the FBI's investigation into college hoops. After transferring, the McDonald's All-American will end up forced to take a longer route. He looked out of place at the Combine to nobody's surprise and has to improve his game, but scouts are skeptical Bowen will have to transform himself into a shooting specialist to make a real NBA opportunity happen. So there's questions about the young man. But he's going to have to go and try to make his way in the pros. And the sad thing is is that this will kind of be swept under the rug and no one will care about it. Oh, the NCAA made their decision. They should be challenged on this. If you have something, put it out there. Because in the public's eye, you don't look good. You really don't. One other player was listed in the top 100 prospects of the, uh, for the NBA draft, and that was Dante Grantham from Clemson. He had, of course, the knee injury, but they like his athletic ability and shooting numbers. But to give you the idea of the kind of player that Brian Bowen is, he's rated 75th, and you've got Grantham, who is rated 92nd. Grantham played four years at Clemson. So that kind of gives you a a perspective of what people think of him as he makes uh, the transition from trying to get into college to head to the pros. And it's just sad, a very sad story in my opinion. You're telling a young man he can't go and get his education and be a student athlete. Doesn't make any sense to me. If the FBI cleared him, that should be good enough for everybody. But the NCAA, you never know. All right, so when we come back, we're going to take a break here in a moment. When we come back, I've got some stuff here on, we're going to do some NFL stuff. And the projections came out from ESPN about um, how many uh, wins each team should get. Projected wins, some of these are interesting. Like New England, they have it 10.5. Pittsburgh, they have it 10. I'll give you the rundown on some of these in a moment. Also, Colin Kaepernick's attorney made the following statement, and I don't know if how this is going to work out, but it could dramatically screw with the NFL. It says, Colin Kaepernick's lawyer says collusion case against NFL about to take a dramatic turn. The news comes after a report was published saying owners were influenced by Trump on how to handle the national anthem protests. Huh. Makes you stop and think for just a little bit. If you want to call and respond to the stuff with uh, Colin Kaepernick, I'll be happy to uh, take those calls as well. There's a lot of hot and cold with Kaepernick. In my opinion, I don't agree with what he did as far as taking a knee for the national anthem. But then again, I'm, I'm kind of old school in my thoughts, my thought process. When you hear the national anthem, just stand up. It's not, it's not that hard. I've never understood why people get so wound up on that. And I don't agree with him using his position on the field. If he wants to make statements and stuff off the field, that's great. No problem with that. But when you're on the field, it's just a little bit different to me. Now, and and trust me, I'm not sitting here and saying that we don't have problems in our country. Because we do. I'm not, you know, one of these people who thinks that we don't. But 
Don't don't use that. Just go out there and play. Remember when all we cared about was what the final score was and what our running backs got and you know the stats and everything else? Now it's like, hey, what guy's on the sideline kneeling? Just do what you're supposed to do. Walk out there, and you can have your own opinions, your own thoughts. You know what? I'm more likely to listen to them if you're respectful. Just stand up for the national anthem. We talked about that last week. But I'll get into this case in just a moment and how this will affect the NFL. So interesting story coming out today on that. I'll also give you some over and under numbers on NFL teams. That's going to be interesting. Some of these I'm kind of thinking are kind of low looking at some of them. So we've got all that and a lot more coming up. You are listening to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. I will be right back. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at RobSoundsGood. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports will join you after I'm through in about uh, 14 minutes here. Lawton will have all kinds of great stuff for you this afternoon. Uh, Of course, with Clemson, he will have uh, plenty plenty of topic of the day. Clemson Sports Talk is the name on the marquee, but Lawton's show is all over the place, man. Gotta love some Lawton Swan. Make sure you check him out. So I've got some over-under numbers on NFL teams. We're going to run through these really quick and where I think that uh, where I think that they are. New England Patriots, 10.5. I will take the Patriots winning more than 10 games. I think they're going to win probably 12 games. I think the Patriots are loaded. The Steelers at 10, I'm going to take the over there. Philadelphia Eagles at 9.9. I mean, I think they'll win 10 games. Cal asking out on Facebook Live if I've discussed the stuff with Bowen. Yep, I have discussed that, and uh, you can catch that on the podcast, Cal. You can download the podcast as well. It's at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. You can subscribe on the iTunes app. It'll just come to your phone. Like, right, right, right as soon as I load it. So if you want to catch it later on, you can do that as well. Green Bay Packers at 9.5. I think the Packers are going to win 10 games, so that's out. Minnesota Vikings at 9 and a 4. Oh, I, I don't like the Vikings. But I do think the Vikings are a good team. I think they'll win. They'll win, they'll win 10 games. The Rams at 9. I'm going to take the under. I think the Rams are going to step back a little bit this season. New Orleans at 9. I'm taking the under there as well. Falcons at 9, I think that's about even. Carolina Panthers at 8.8, I think the Panthers are going to win the South. I really think that they're going to win the South, in my opinion. The Chargers are going to win, it says 8 games for them. I'm taking the, I'll take the over on that, they'll win 9 games. San Francisco 49ers at 8.7. You know, they're on fire with Jimmy Garoppolo, but... I think about eight wins is about right, so I'll take the under there. Kansas City Chiefs at 8.6. I think they're going to be a good team. They'll finish with nine wins. Dallas Cowboys at eight. I think they're going to finish under. I don't think they're going to be very good at all this season. I really don't. Jacksonville Jaguars at eight and a half. I'm taking the over there. Baltimore Ravens at 
I'm going to take the under. Houston Texans at 8.4. If Deshaun Watson stays healthy, they'll win 10 games. Tennessee Titans at 8.2. I will take the over there as well. Oakland Raiders at 7.9. I'm going to take the under. John Gruden's going to get a wake-up call. This is not ESPN anymore, sir. The Seattle Seahawks at 7.9. Take the over there. Detroit Lions at 7. I'll take the under. Buffalo Bills at 6.9. Are the Bills ever going to be respectable again? I know they made the playoffs, but, yeah, they're just kind of, uh. They're like the Chicago Cubs of before Chicago won their last World Series. They're the Chicago Cubs of the uh, NFL. I think the Bills will win six games this year. Bengals are at 6.9. I'll take the six wins there. Broncos at 6.9. What? I think Denver's going to win more than that. Chicago Bears at six. I think they'll win six games. Indianapolis Colts at 6.8 wins. I think they're going to be worse than that. I think they're going to finish like four and 12. Washington Redskins, 6.7. I think the Redskins are going to finish five and 11. The Giants at 6.5. I think they're going to be better than that this year. I think they may win seven or eight games. Miami Dolphins at 6.3. They're going to be horrible. I'll take the under. Arizona Cardinals at 6.1. That's about right. The Jets at 6.1. That's about right, I think. And the Cleveland Browns at 5.7. Please give me the over on that. Some instant reaction this afternoon from the folks on Facebook Live. Kent says that Bowen should have went to Chapel Hill. He would be cleared to play. You know what? I've talked about that before. Yeah, I think you're right, sir. It's amazing that North Carolina never gets in trouble. I mean, they gave away degrees, just gave them away, and then hid under the under the pretense of, well, everybody could take those classes, so everybody could come and get a degree? Really? And that's why we shouldn't, you know, take away those basketball titles that you cheated to get? I, I don't get it. And and Kent makes a very valid point. If Bowen wanted to play at North Carolina, until somebody somebody tells me differently, yeah, I truly believe that that's right. And it's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating on the Bowen front, especially when he's done everything he's supposed to do according to the staff at South Carolina, who, let's be honest, it's not like they're going to make any, you know, just put out stuff saying, okay, this kid is doing great if he's not doing great. If he's a problem there, they're not going to want to keep him. He's already got the, you know, the whole walking papers thing. You know, you better do what you're supposed to do or you're not going to be here. So... You know, it's it's frustrating, though, because you feel like that it should have been made a little bit different as far as the decision goes. If it's good enough for the FBI, I guess the FBI is not good enough for the NCAA. I don't know. But tomorrow will be an interesting rundown show here because we'll be right in the middle of all of the games that are underway. Tomorrow, during the uh, NCAA tournament, I'm pulling up some times right now. I know South Carolina plays in the afternoon, but let's start with out in Gainesville. Florida will play Columbia at four o'clock, so they're going to play. Excuse me, one o'clock. So that's interesting. The Greenville Regional, East Carolina plays at seven. 
against UNC Wilmington. South Carolina and Ohio State is at 2. So tomorrow at 2 o'clock is when the Gamecocks will get underway. I'm looking for some other early times here. You can watch Connecticut and Washington down in the Conway Regional at noon. The Clemson Regional. Clemson and Moorhead State at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Vanderbilt at St. John's. That will be at high noon tomorrow. So if you're wanting to watch and uh, you know some teams from the Palmetto State and, and, and things in those regionals that matter, you can watch the Vanderbilt-St. John's game at noon. This is what Rob's going to watch. I'm going to watch the Vanderbilt-St. John's game at noon, and then I will flip over and I will watch uh, some of the Carolina and um, the Carolina game with Ohio State at 2 o'clock. So I'll have that on tomorrow, and I'll give you my instant reaction on that. If the Gamecocks want to win that regional, I mean, it just makes sense. you got to win that first game. It's the most important game, in my opinion. Because coming back in the loser's bracket sucks. I mean, it really, really does. The Chapel Hill Regional tomorrow, you can catch Purdue and Houston, North Carolina, and North Carolina A&M will go at 7 o'clock. As we look down some of the other times, we've got, um, uh, let's see here, the Oxford Regional, Ole Miss and St. Louis at 7.30, Tennessee Tech and Missouri State at 3 o'clock, so you can watch some of that game tomorrow. One of the interesting games, Indiana and Texas A&M, they kick off, or our first pitch for that game is at 5 o'clock on Friday. That could be an interesting game there. Indiana, a lot of folks think highly of the Hoosiers. They were right there on the cusp of actually being a regional host the past couple of weeks, according to D1Baseball.com. But in my opinion, the, the, the two regionals that are the most interesting to me are the Greenville Regional, because I think UNC Wilmington is interesting. Ohio State is good, and then you've got East Carolina and South Carolina are both pretty good teams. I like the Lubbock Regional with Louisville in it, and then the Georgia Regional with Duke and Georgia. Duke, a lot of people think, ha, ah, Duke's not that good. Yeah, watch Duke play, man. Those guys are, are pretty good. Catch Duke and Troy tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. And then you can watch Georgia and Campbell, the Campbell Camels. They get underway at 7.30. Now, all of this, of course, is under the, the preface that we don't have to deal with rain. Rain always seems to screw with the NCAA tournament a lot. So, obviously, this is if uh, rain doesn't mess with it. But my favorite matchups tomorrow, I think South Carolina and Ohio State will be interesting. I do like the Indiana-Texas A&M matchup. And then the Duke matchup with Troy will be kind of cool to watch. Um, And then Baylor and Cal State Fullerton at 5 o'clock. There are people that are picking Cal State Fullerton to advance all the way to the College World Series as a three-seed. I don't know if I'm on that train yet, but we'll find out because it all gets underway tomorrow. By the time we get on the air, there's going to be the first couple of games might be in the books. So we'll give you the rundown on that tomorrow. Be sure to stick around for Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Check out my blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com. I've got some interesting stuff up there for you to check out. Just makes your internet day more gooder quote my buddy Jonathan Reynolds all right with that this show is a wrap we will see you tomorrow
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.